Welcome to another Folk Roots Radio. I'm Jan Hall. All the best in Folk Roots, Americana, singer-songwriters and blues, and artist interviews. On Folk Roots Radio, we're all about the music and the people that make it. Now, coming up on this episode, we talk to acclaimed Prince Edward Island singer-songwriter Ashley Condon about her third full-length recording, Can You Hear Me? And it's an album that features a series of co-writes with other Prince Edward Island artists and artists who came to the island on creative exchanges. And it might well be her most thoroughly Prince Edward Island album to date. The album also features some beautiful harmony vocals from Ashley's fellow Eastern Bells, that's Catherine McClellan and Megan Blanchard, and some great production from her producer, Anne Murray's nephew, Dale Murray. It's an excellent album, and I think it's a great interview. I hope you'll stay with us to check it out. And as always on Folk Roots Radio, we're checking out more of the new folk and roots music we've received, and we're starting off with this song. This is Anna Tibble with the title track from her 2017 album, Small Believer. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Split rail fence, the 
neighbor girl in her yellow dress or the silhouette that her shadow The night was black as pitch When I'd give my girl a kiss And go whistling up the hill Back to my place It was just a mile or two And the Appalachian dew Would hang heavy in a mist upon my face I learned the mud holes and the ditches The shortcuts and the fences I could even cross old Elk Fork on a log but what I always feared the most, more than old Dark Holler's ghost, was earning Zory Snake and Biting Dog. I wish they'd tie him up, that dreaded rascal pup. I'd be happy as a king upon a throne. I'd go walking bravely by with a twinkle in my eye And whistle Mountain Dew on my way home On the weekends I would go to the moving picture show With my friends across the hill at Carbon Glow Back through the darkness of the pines after watching Frankenstein we lost no time in finding our way home We learned the mud holes and the ditches The shortcuts and the fences We could even cross old Elk Fork on a log But what we always feared the most More than old Dark Holler's ghost Was earning Zory Snake and Biting Dog I wish they'd tie him up That dreaded rascal pup I'd be happy as a king upon a throne I'd go walking bravely by With a twinkle in my eye And whistled Mountain Dew on my way home Oh, and whistled Mountain Dew on my way home
not perfect, but I try. It's not easy, I get by. I never learned a single thing that wasn't on the fly. And it helps me to get by. Well, you gotta hustle in the city just to stay alive. I get by. Rackets tip my garbage bin, the rent is too damn high. And I get by. A friend of mine smiles at the lady at the till. We get by. He usually gets a number and he always gets a deal. We get by. I'm not perfect, but I've tried. It's not easy, but I get by. I never learned a single thing that wasn't on the fly. Help me to get by. Sunday morning, catching up with friends. We get by. So go and flip the record, tell me how long has it been. We get by. You know, we should get together sometime and pick some tunes. We get by. We've been saying that for years, but we never do. We get by. I'm not perfect, but I try. It's not easy. I get by. I never learned a single thing that wasn't on the fly. Helps me to get by. Everybody loves to hear that old time sound. We get by. YouTube views are up, but the album sales are down. Spotify. I'm not perfect, but I've tried. It's not easy, I get by. I never learned a single thing that wasn't on the fly. It helps me to get by. Hi, this is Lizzie Hoyt, and you are listening to the fabulous Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. Welcome back to Folk Roots Radio. We started off the hour with storytelling Portland singer-songwriter Anna Tivill 
with the title track from her wonderful 2017 album, Small Believer. This is an album which features a lot of stories that reflect on life's challenges and features many songs that Anna actually wrote while she was talking to people on the road. We followed that with Dory Freeman with the a cappella Ern and Zori's Sneakin' Bitin' Dog from her sophomore release, Letters Never Read, which leans heavily on Appalachian old-time country and bluegrass. Now, the album was produced by Teddy Thompson with guest appearances by Teddy's dad, British folk great Richard Thompson, Effie O'Donovan and Casey and Clayton. And after that, we listened to instrumentalist and mandolin player Casey Groves from Lions in Colorado with the song Little Rain from her third solo album, Happy Little Trees. And finally, Toronto's bluegrass band The Barrel Boys with the song I Get By from their third album of original songs, Cold Spring. And in the background, it's young Nashville bluegrass guitar phenomenon, Billy Strings, with the instrumental duet Salty Sheep, which also features bluegrass guitarist Brian Sutton. And that's from Billy Strings' debut, the psychedelic, trashy bluegrass album Turmoil and Tinfoil. And that's his words, not mine. We'll have more from that album on a future episode. It's a lot of fun, definitely worth checking out. Next up, Ashley Condon joins us to chat about her latest release, Can You Hear Me? But before we get there, from the new album, this is Ashley Condon with Diamond Sky. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Oh 
That's Prince Edward Island's Ashley Condon with Diamond Sky from her new album, Can You Hear Me? And what might be her most thoroughly Prince Edward Island album to date, Can You Hear Me? features a series of co-writes with other Prince Edward Island artists and artists who came to PI on creative exchanges. The album also features some beautiful harmony vocals from Ashley's fellow Eastern Bells, Catherine McClellan and Megan Blanchard, and a lovely sonic palette. And Ashley Condon is our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. How are you doing today, Ashley? I'm doing awesome, Jan. It's great to be here. It's great to be able to talk to you. Now, I think Can You Hear Me is your third long playing release, so I think you had an EP as well. Is that right? I did, yeah. I actually had an EP that I recorded in Guelph a long time ago. <laughs> That's right. I remember the Guelph days because we used to play pickup soccer together way back. Yeah, with that's Sam right. Turton. So yeah, no, they were they were fun days. But you're now well and truly back home on Prince oh, Edward yeah. Island. Yeah, I made my way back, and I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about making this album. I mean, the, was this a statement that you know this is where I am, this is my home, and I'm going to bring my home more to you? Is that kind of what you're trying to achieve here? I think there is an element of that to this record. I I definitely like. I took a long time to decide how I wanted to do it. It's slow and steady, but I'm usually fairly thorough with the decisions I make, and I really wanted to work with um, with a local producer, a producer from the Maritimes, and it felt important to me to also record the record in the Maritimes with all the different island artists that ended up on the record. You know, you can say that it was an accident, but I think synchronicity definitely played a factor in this record. This record is essentially about 80% co-written, um, whereas my last record was about 80% written on my own. So I think that it it was really exciting because it was a it was me taking a, a new interpretation on a interpretation on the songs, whereas if the other co writer had sang the song they might have done it a little differently. So it was really fun to take these songs and make them my own in a way and and to just um yeah, to make it in the Maritimes and and feel a sense of home in what I'm doing. And I just think in the last couple of years I've really been settling into to my life here and in, in PEI and kind of becoming a bit more domesticated as I'm into my 30s. <laughs> and I think that this record is definitely a representation of this time in my life, for sure. Well, the last album was This Great Compromise, which came out in 2013, which was very well received. And I think was, at yeah. that time, that was probably not long after you joined David Francie, who I know has been a bit of a mentor with you. You you have the, the same management team and the same support. Absolutely, yeah. Did you find with this album, with, you know, deciding to, to do the co-writes with other people like Catherine McClellan, was the desire there to to try and, and really bring home this feeling of community coming out through your music? I've actually been back at PEI now for probably close to seven years. Oh, wow. That long. Yeah, but I, I kind of took a, I came via Halifax and met my husband there and then him and I moved here. But, um... Yeah, I definitely, you know, like when I started to work with David, which was a really huge, huge opportunity for me, I remember getting that call that he wanted to produce my record, and I was just beyond thrilled, and um, that journey has been so amazing with him, and, and of course, I've done lots of co-writing with David, and um, and his team and his community, which are all still like my musical family, and you know, all the musicians that he plays with, Chris Cool and Darren McMullen and Mark Westberg, and of course my manager, Mark Watson. Those are those guys are all a huge part of my musical community. And yeah, I guess I was kind of moving that back east in a way. And 
the funny thing is, is I'd run into all these island artists all over the world. Like Catherine and I specifically remember when we were in Kansas City for Folk Alliance, because we only see each other at these like conferences like halfway across North America. And we get home and we kind of like, you know, nuzzled into our little houses in different parts of PEI and we would never see each other. And then finally her and I just said, you know what, let's really, let's do this. So we started um, a songwriters group here on PEI. And, you know, when, when I look back at it and I think about the connection to David, I think that working with David and working with his team really helped me build my confidence as a songwriter. And I remember when I came home from um, working with David, we were doing some um, some uh, pre-production work at his place. And I came home, and we were also doing some co-writing. And I came home, and Ken said, you know, how was that experience for you, and what did you take away from it? And I said, I really feel like I'm a songwriter. And so I think I took that confidence back here. And so when Catherine said, let's, let's get together on PEI, I said, you know, let's build this songwriting community here and let's start this songwriting group. We invited other island songwriters to come in and it was just really amazing. And all these songs from this record came out of, you know, seeds that were planted during those songwriting nights. So I think it was a, yeah, I think coming back to PEI and with the island artists was sort of an evolution of my confidence as a songwriter and which I still am building and still am really excited about doing moving forward for sure. So tell us about Diamond Sky. That was the, the first track we played, which was one of the songs that you mentioned came out of the, the songwriting group. Tell us about that one. It's true, yeah. That was one of, yeah, maybe one of the first ones, actually, that came out of that group. And, you know, what we would, we'd sort of, we'd break off into pairs every night, and we'd just randomly pick people to, like, we'd draw straws, basically, and we would, you know, head off into our own little rooms. We worked at a, a place called the Haviland Club in Charlottetown, this amazing like old historic building and it has all these little and crannies and rooms and we would uh we would head off and we'd start writing and um cast were just chatting one night about lives as musicians and where 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 it has taken us and both of us had lived in big cities um toronto specifically both of us had lived there at different points in our career and um had both shared the sentiment of you know, really missing the East Coast and, you know, feeling like in some way you had to live in a big city to to have a music career, um, but finding out that really, you know, to be a true artist, I think you have to be where your heart calls you to be. And I think, that, um, I know for me anyway, that's what I felt. And only made my way back home and where I feel like I'm thriving creatively since I've been here. And, um, you know, so that song was, was sort of a representation of, of that feeling for both of us of, you know, I, I want to fly over that skyline to the East Coast and the feeling of city and feeling kind of lonely, although you're around millions of people. Um, so, yeah, so that seed started that night and, you know, diff- people have different styles with songwriting. I tend to sometimes get an idea and I'll take it away and I'll kind of run with it on my own. And then I showed her what I was doing with it and she thought that, that was great because you don't always have time to come back together and complete together but you have time to sort of like collaborate over the phone and say hey do you like this and so that's kind of how that song ended up um being completed is is i took it back and i really uh felt strongly about that that sentiment about moving back to the east and felt like it had to be about flying over those big skylines and so it evolved and i remember i played it for Catherine. We were in a songwriter circle, and I played it, and I said that her and I had written it together, and she's like, oh, my goodness. She's like, I didn't know that we had written that together because it had taken on a new form since where it had started, but we always joke it's the co-write that she doesn't know that she's getting. <laughs> One of the great things about this album is the sound. Uh, it has a lovely, warm sound to it. 
I know you worked with producer Dale Mary, who I didn't mm-hmm. realize is actually Anne Mary's nephew. That was an interesting yeah. bit of trivia. I know Big him. Deal, yeah. I know him from his time in Cuff the Duke, and then right. with the Guthries. Uh, tell us yeah. a little bit about working with Dale. Well, Dale, um, like I said, I was really thoughtful about the producer that I wanted to work with, and I actually had contacted quite a few people and have been listening to all kinds of stuff of, you know, um, producers all across Canada. You know, I, I wanted to work with someone here at home and in Canada. Um, but, you know, I remember one day I just happened to hear something that was produced by Dale and my ears sort of perked up and I went, oh yeah, oh, that's it. That's it. That's what I'm looking for. And I just kind of found it. And I, him and Christina were actually playing at the trail side not long after that. So there was also this crazy synchronicity where he was on PEI and I went to, to the show and I was sort of hanging out with them and I, I asked him if he'd be interested in doing some producing and he said absolutely and so and I had worked with Dale actually on my very first full length record Come In From The Cold um, which was produced by Joel Hunt Joel E. Hunt who now uh, tours with Old Man Ludica as his uh, mandolin side player and so I Dale and I were kind of joking around about how it all comes full circle because he played pedal steel on my very first album and um, and we had talked about getting together to play music and then all of a sudden it seemed to be the perfect time. And I just love Dale's, um, I love his sensibilities. I mean, he's an incredible musician, number one. So he plays probably like 80% of the instruments on the record. And also I just, I love, he's, we sort of had similar, um, similar tastes in the kind of music we like. He likes the kind of folk country Americana sound. I mean, he likes all things rock and different stuff as well. But I think we both share that love of sort of the 1970s folk, country era and um that's some of those sounds were what i wanted to bring into this record um just kind of like a, a nice full sound but still staying really true to the song and still keeping it a roots record which is really important because i think it's easy to kind of step over that line and take it to the next place but he was very you know very sensitive around wanting to keep you know keep it a, a roots record and i think that he's someone that can really you know, sort of play on that line, no pun intended, between a, a rock record and a roots record, and and or a, a sort of a, I guess a, a folk rock record. And so I think we found a nice balance with this album, and we really worked a lot together. It was I've never been so involved in the process of producing a record ever, and so I learned a lot of myself, which was which was really awesome. And we had a lot of laughs, uh, a lot of laughs in the meantime as well. Well, that's great. Let, let's play another song from the album. I'd like to play one of the most powerful tracks on the record, and that's The Rain. Uh, tell us about that song. Well, that song was written um, in Nashville, actually. It was my first trip to Nashville, and um, I was staying at... Uh, I was staying in a house by... Uh, I was staying with a, a songwriter, actually, a fellow uh, maritime songwriter named... Riley Madison, and she's uh, an incredible songwriter, and she's so kind. She opens her doors to other songwriters who want to come to Nashville. I guess kind of like an Airbnb, you could call it. And so I, I found her contact online, and I called her, and I said, I, I'd love to come to Nashville, and I'm wondering if I could come stay in your place. So I stayed there for a week, and we, uh, we decided we were going to do some writing um, when we got together. And this song ended up, uh, you know, coming out of a, a night of writing. And it was really interesting because both her and I had talked about, you know, the Maritimes and sort of our love for the East Coast. And, um, you know, and my mom was a fisherwoman and she worked with her hands. And so we 
we sort of we started to think about you know all the maritimers, well, all the Canadians that you know that do make a living from from using their hands and how they're sort of at the mercy of the elements when when you work outside as a fisherman or as a farmer or um, you know various careers that kind of keep you at the mercy of the elements. So this you know this story started to emerge. This story about farmers and about you know, generation after generation and far- farming is such a huge part of. Um, you know, of, of Prince Edward Island and, you know, of the East Coast and of Canada in total. And I just, we felt it was really important to tell this story. And, and it's really taken a journey, this song, as different people are hearing it and they're interpreting it as different things, you know. Like a friend of mine said, it really reminds her of healing, this song, and about how the rain is a healing force. I just recently released the video for the rain, and I got a lovely message from somebody saying that, you know, it spoke to them in, in the way of, you know, that longing that we all have to have a legacy that's carried on. And, you know, this, you know, this, so the song sort of talks about the generation after generation, the farmers and, you know, and I just thought it was interesting how everybody's kind of finding their own piece of their own story in it. Although it's a story about farmers, I think it's a story about us all in a way and about, you know, like sowing our seeds and, and watching generation after generation, you know, grow and, and thrive and, and, you know, we all hope that that's what can happen. So, yeah, it's it's actually been a really, um, really amazing song to sing. And I often sing it with um, with three-part harmony, which <laughs> which is always really lovely. Let's listen to that just now. This is Ashley Condon with The Rain from her great new album, Can You Hear Me? And you're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. of my father Staring off into a cloudless sky The harvest all around is dry and choking Waiting for the rain to come down I can hear the wisdom of my mother times While her worries and her troubles went unspoken She was waiting for the Rain. 
That's Ashley Condon with The Rain from her new album, Can You Hear Me? Ashley's our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. We're talking about the new album and talking about the musical community in Prince Edward Island. You know, one of the things I love about the island is the fact that it's an island and that there, uh, people tend to to develop ways of working together to, to be far more productive than you would actually spe- expect from the number of people that actually live down there. Can you comment yeah, on that? Yeah, true. <laughs> it's so true. People often say, like, how is there so many musicians when there's only 130,000 people that live on the entire island? <laughs> and it's true. I mean, it's. I think when you live here, you you get creative with how you spend your time. And people do really play a lot of music here. And there's there are so many musicians that we don't even hear about that are like, they just play, you know, they play in their kitchens on Saturday nights, and they play fiddle tunes, and they play accordions, and they... They step dance, and, you know, music is so ingrained in our culture, and, you know, I think that comes from being, um, you know, a lot of Irish and Scottish and French and, and English settlers live here, and, you know, we we do thrive musically, and there happens to be, you know, a few of us that kind of make it into the rest of Canada and travel as musicians, but really, like, probably, I would easily say 30% of the people that live in PEI play some kind of an instrument, or they sing, or they step dance, and... I think that's really showcased in, you know, the the music that comes out of here and the, the community that's grown here. And it's really, really gotten a lot. It's really grown in the last 10 years, especially, you know, like our, our local music association, Music PEI, has been really great. They've been um, really developing the industry here. And I think that that's the key is, is really the, you know, building that infrastructure. And that's something that's been, that's been expanding on PEI as well. And, and, you know, I think that, the artists themselves, and I know I've felt this myself, have been becoming leaders in the community here as we're getting a bit older and, you know, we're choosing to live here and we're choosing to have our careers here. We're, you know, starting songwriting groups and we're, you know, becoming curators of music and facilitators in other ways. And it felt important for me to do that because I've had so many people that have helped me along the way. I think I want to do the same for people and for other people, for other musicians and emerging artists. And, you know, and the fact that it's a small place it's not like in bigger cities where you can have your little groups of musicians where you have like your, you got your folkies over here and you got your, your indie rock kids over here and you got your bluegrassers over there. We don't have the luxury of having, well, not that it's necessarily a luxury, but you, we don't have the opportunity to have little separate groups. We all come together. And I think that that really informs the, the music that comes out of here, that there's a little bit of folk in all the music, you know, a little bit of indie rock. There's, 
bluegrass. There's all of these sort of genres that meld together because we all play together. Like any given musician that's on PEI, I can think of one right now who plays with a rock band, he plays with a bluegrass band. So you can't really be too fussy about what genre you're in because you're going to be switching around <laughs> every once in a while. So I think it really, really um, uh, creates music that is unique and um, and and people have been, yeah, people seem to really enjoy a lot of the music that's coming out of here. And, and we've got some really world-class bands right now. And, and it's, you know, the trad, the trad aspect of what's coming out of PEI is really exciting with like the East Pointers and Ten Strings and a Goat Skin and Vish Ten. And, you know, these bands are really just, they're killing it all over the world. And that's, that's the PEI tradition and they're taking it to the rest of the world. And it's exciting to see it happening. Well, it's certainly a wonderful place for a musical vacation. If you're deciding you want to go somewhere, definitely check out PEI. Not only is it very doable to, to visit it all, but uh, yeah. there is just so much wonderful music there. So the new there album is. is out. I wonder yep. what happens now. What are you planning to do uh, from the point of view of getting out there and showcasing the album? Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, like my management team and I were really, we're really taking a, a different approach with this album. One of the things that is important to me in my life and where I'm at right now is to be able to be around home a bit more. One of our goals is to really push the music out through radio. We're really excited about that because we've had a lot of great uh, results with that in the last three weeks. You know, as opposed to doing the big tour with the record, which I would normally do, we're not doing that this time. And it feels weird. It feels like counterintuitive. But what it's doing is it's freeing me up to really spend time building my profile across the country, which is something that, um, you know, I started to do with my last record with, um, with uh, This Great Compromise. And we were really building on that, spending a lot of time um, working on videos and content and just... Um, uh, you know, and also I've got my business here at home, which I know, uh, the, the brewery, which I know that uh, you mentioned you wanted to chat about as well. Is, and that's kind of keeping me home and keeping me, you know, into the community and nurturing something in the community. So the plan is really to keep writing and um, keep pushing this music out as much as we can with radio. And, you know, and come, you know, the new year, we'll look into doing some touring. I, I just I really want to get thoughtful about the way I do my touring these days. I got pretty burnt out by being out on the road and sort of, you know, I, I'm not going to say they were terrible gigs, but I've had my fair share of gigs that weren't the greatest and didn't pay a lot. And um, I just really value my time and how I spend it these days. So part of me wants to just wait until it feels like the right time to go out on tour again and spend some time really like building, you know, building my profile and building my fan base and working social media and doing lots of writing and collaborating and I've got some a million ideas of things that I want to do. I've also written a play, which <laughs> I would love to put out put out at some point a play about my mom as a fisherwoman here on PEI, which will include both my music and uh, and I guess some of my acting that I've uh, that I've done in the past. And so I've got a lot of other creative projects in the go, which is really exciting. I just need time to do them, basically. So <laughs> you're keeping very busy. So tell us about yeah. the brewery. The microbrewery is called Copper Bottom Brewing. It is in it is. Montague. Now I'm checking out the pictures yeah. online. This looks like a great space, and I'm curious as to how you the microbrewery weaves into your plans as a musician. Well, it's. Yeah, it's kind of a long story, but I will make it as, as short as I can. Um, my husband was is a massive craft beer lover and has been since I met him nine years ago. And he always said to me, I want to open a microbrewery. 
And I said, that's amazing. And I've been encouraging him and supporting him for the past little while. And, you know, and a couple of years ago, uh, you know, I said to him, honey, like I'm, I'm fully here to support you. And I kind of, I felt like I was going to be like a cheerleader on the sidelines and he was going to be doing this brewery. And then as we started, as he started to work on the project and I started to get sort of indirectly involved slash directly involved as you do when you're the wife of somebody opening up a brewery, I started to see how this was a really incredible opportunity for us to work together. Because like I said, I was starting to feel more of a draw towards building something at home and being around home and starting a family. And this started to be the, the ticket for that for both of us, because not only is could my husband fulfill his passion of opening a brewery, I could fulfill my passion of creating um, something artistic and something something for me to develop in my community. And so all of a sudden, I'm like 50-50 owner of this brewery with my husband, and I'm kind of like blinking my eyes. I'm like, how the heck did this happen? But it's been totally amazing. And, you know, like, I don't think it's been, I think it's it hasn't been an accident that I've gotten involved with this because it's really, you know, really opened my eyes up to, you know, how to be an artist in a different way. And I think that I've always thought, you know, you have to be out, you have to be touring, you have to be away from home, you have to sacrifice so many things to be an artist. And I'm seeing this as an opportunity to, I mean, you always have to sacrifice, but I see this as an opportunity to not have to make as as many sacrifices and, um, you know, to really build something exciting. And so for me, the music aspect of what we're doing is, it's great. We have the brewery down um, in the lower part of the building. It's a 10-barrel brewery. Um, and my husband is making incredible beer, which is really awesome. We've uh, put out two beers already, a Centennial Stock Blonde and a uh, an American Pale Ale, a Broadside Pale Ale. And people are loving it. And then we started to do music upstairs, and we had our first concert with Dave Gunning a couple weeks ago. And it was sold out. Like, by far, we could have sold another 100 tickets to it. So it's just really exciting to see everyone's ready for this this sort of thing and I get to be you know I get to be picking the music and I get to be curating the music and you know I'll play play there as well and I joke around that it's kind of like my own little like Rita's tea room in Cape Breton where people go there and they sip tea and often get to meet they often got to meet Rita when she was around and I call this my own sort of little tea room but you get to sip a stronger kind of tea and (laughs) you might get to meet me if I'm around and it sounds it sounds wonderful yeah. It does, yeah. It's going to yeah. be a lot of fun. We're I, just brand new. We just opened last week. So I, I did I actually see. Yeah, it was just <laughs> yeah. opened. But I was looking at the pictures. Look great. I certainly will be planning my own trip down uh, to visit sometime in the the next year. I wanted awesome. to thank you for spending the time to talk to us today. Now, if people want to learn more about your music, how can they do that? Um, well, my website, uh, ashleycondon.com, brand new website. It's very cool. I encourage everyone to check it out. It's very interactive. And um, all of my music is is up on Spotify. If you want to have a listen, uh, if you want to purchase the album, it's on iTunes. And I also do the old-fashioned hard copies in the mail. So if anyone wants that, you can go to my site and click on um, uh, store, uh, the Ashley Condon store, and I can send you uh, send you a copy in the mail as well. And you can also pick up a copy at Copper Bottom Brewing. So it's a good reason to come on out and check out the brewery. That's wonderful. We only have one thing left to do, and that's to pick the final song we're going to play. I thought it should be Oh My Love because it's the closest thing to a title track on this album mm-hmm. and it's got a lovely warm feel and it, it I I think it makes you smile about, you know, some of the relationships in your own life. Tell us about this song. Yeah. Well, it's funny. This song really does represent that 
that sort of collaborative spirit that I was talking about. I wrote this with the Small Glories, who I'm just huge fans of. And it was such a great opportunity to get together with uh, J.D. and Kara and write this. And, you know, Kara had brought this song. She had written uh, the chorus and I think a verse. And J.D. and I kind of went on the journey with her and we finished the song. And, you know, it ended up being a really uh, kind of a universal song, you know, and it and it ties in perfectly with sort of where I'm at with my life and, and where I was at recording this record you know, uh, just just longing to be at home and settle down and find that right person that you love, and you know, and and so I was really, I was really excited to sing this song and also uh, kind of put my own interpretation on it. And this is another one that um, uh, the Small Glories did a version of it, and it's very different from the version that I did. I kind of put my own little spin on it, and they put their own spin on it. But um, but yeah, it's just got a good feel to it. This song, and I got to record the video at uh, Trailside Cafe, which is one of my very favorite places to play and pretend that I actually was a traveling musician going to Trailside. And, but, you know, when I looked back at the video, I actually got a little bit teary because I felt like there were so many parts of that video that felt really real for me and, you know, about sort of just being an artist and trying to figure out how to do it and how to make it work and being out and traveling a lot and, you know, just really wanting to find a way to, to bring it all together and not to have to sacrifice and compromise too much away. And it's funny because my last record, this great compromise was was the title track, and so that that's definitely a theme that's been through my life is this sort of feeling of being pulled between the two places, um, home and the road. And uh, so I think for me that's what that song means, and I think to other people it's going to mean something completely different. And I think good songs can do that, where you can have your own sort of your own spin on it. But it's got a good sing-alongable chorus, which which I really like. And uh, whenever you whenever you have three year olds singing along to a song, you know you're doing something right. So. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, it's a perfect way to finish. Ashley Condon, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. This is Ashley Condon with All My Love from her wonderful new album, Can You Hear Me? You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. And thanks again, Ashley. Thank you.
Hi there, this is Chris Ronald. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. That's Ashley Condon with the song, Oh My Love, from her latest album, Can You Hear Me? And if you want to listen to that interview again, you can find it on our website alongside more than 300 others at folkrootsradio.com. And that's all we have time for in this hour. We'll leave you with Georgian Bay singer-songwriter Drew McIver with the song Stars from his latest album of genre-bending folk pop, Through the Tangle of the Trees. And you can check out the playlist for this episode and listen to previous episodes of Folk Roots Radio via your chosen platform on the website at folkrootsradio.com. And thanks again to all our radio partners who help us bring Folk Roots Radio to you each week. You can find me on Facebook at Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall and on Twitter at Folk Roots Radio. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. We'll see you next time.
us above Oh, 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 that's where we'll find